Welcome to ClinFarm Pod. I'm Elena Webster, Deputy Managing Editor for the ASCPT Family of Journals. My guests today are Dr. Pete Vandergraaff, a Senior Vice President for QSP at Sertara in Canterbury in the United Kingdom, and the Editor-in-Chief of Clinical Pharmacology and Therapeutics. Dr. Spiros Van Bakkes, Head of Scientific Advice, European Medicines Agency in Warren, the Netherlands, and Associate Editor of CPT. Dr. Pauline Rovenstein, Director and Head of Clinical Pharmacology at Affamed GmbH in Heidelberg, Germany, and Associate Editor for Clinical and Translational Science, and Dr. Iris Minichmeyer, Researcher in the Department of Pharmacy, Pharmacokinetics, and Pharmacodynamics at Uppsala University in Uppsala, Sweden, and Editor-in-Training for CPT. Welcome to all of you, and thanks so much for joining me today. CPT just published its second themed issue of 2022, the April issue, which focuses on therapeutic innovations in neuroscience. Why the focus on neuroscience now? What makes this topic timely? Thanks, Elena. So every year, the editorial team of CPT comes together uh, in the fall for a couple of uh, days to really plan and strategize uh, for the journal. And, and one of the things we do is to think about what themed issues we are going to you know, publish. So this process starts about a year and a half uh, you know, before we actually publish it. We felt neuroscience was really the next uh, uh, you know, therapeutic area to, to focus on, and specifically because there are so many therapeutic innovations ongoing. People have called neuroscience the next oncology in drug development. And, you know, there's really lots of optimism and excitement. And also, you know, pharma is coming back into this area because it's, it looks like there's really transformational new innovations on the horizon that can really kind of transform lives of patients suffering from, you know, really serious neuroscience and neurological conditions. You know, some examples are Parkinson's disease and spinal muscular atrophy. But obviously, there's also still other, you know, very serious diseases like ALS and Huntington, where there's still a very high unmet medical needs. I think the main reason why there is this renewed optimism and interest in neuroscience is, first of all, there's a much better understanding of the biology of the brain. And I think in part that's due to the fact there's now so much data really kind of being generated. And, you know, that is combined and goes hand in hand with novel methodologies in data science. Really, I think, you know, historically in neuroscience, perhaps the use of biomarkers has been lagging behind, but now clearly you, you can see, and that's obvious in the themed issue that there's lots of innovations in biomarkers and imaging. And also, I think there's a whole new understanding that we may be able to treat neurological diseases in a complete different way. For example, focusing on immunology and inflammation. And this also opens the door for combination therapy. And then lastly, perhaps not that long ago, neuroscience was very much a small molecule area. And I think, again, that, that has changed very, very rapidly in recent years. And now we see, you know, very different therapeutic, you know, strategies being applied, such as gene therapy. And, and, and again, that, that is a main feature of the themed issue, specifically in the context of therapeutic innovations, drug development and regulatory science. For example, there's a paper by FDA that talks about how beta amyloid plaque burden can be used as a potential drug development tool to bridge unmet medical need in early Alzheimer's disease. And there's a, a kind of somewhat counterpoint paper by Dr. Aaron Kesselheim in the context of the recent aducanumab FDA 
improvement. I also think this neurotheme issue really provides an opportunity for us to focus on rare diseases, which is really an area of great importance to CPT. And to some extent, we feel it has been somewhat ignored for too long, but we really kind of think there's a real shift going on. And, and we really want CPT to be at the cutting edge and leading in terms of translating innovations to therapies in rare diseases. Thanks, Pete. So I know you all represent various institutions as well as industry and academia across the field of Farm. Based on your different backgrounds, is there a particular paper that stood out to you in this issue? Iris, how about you? One paper that stood out to me provides a perspective on family-driven development of treatments for rare pediatric neurological diseases. So in this article, Kevin Roma and his co-authors shared a personal journey from the day their children were diagnosed with rare neurological diseases to the advent of clinical trials for these diseases. So it was really impressive for me to read how these families unified different stakeholders and mobilized a big network of resources that led to research consortia and ultimately to the clinical development of new treatments for the diseases TASEX and GM1 gangliosidosis. And this example shows that families can really be the driving force for progress in pediatric rare disease research and drug development. Spiros, is there a paper that stood out to you for any particular reason? Indeed, there is. I would choose a different one than the one which Iris chose, the article by Diane Stevenson. The authors discuss how innovative trial designs and technologies like multi-arm adaptive platform designs and digital health tools to monitor progression in rare diseases like Duchenne and ALS can drive the advancement of treatments for common neurological diseases today like Parkinson's. And another interesting aspect of this article is that it provides an excellent insight into the importance of collaborative efforts, which I believe will play a big role in drug development in the near future to accommodate the science. And what do we mean by that? Novel platforms containing data from completed clinical trials, registries, natural history studies, and even preclinical data do not only foster data sharing, but also provide a means to connectivity to sophisticated tools like disease progression models and clinical trial simulation applications. Thanks, Piros. Pauline, why don't you go next? Yeah, so for me, the paper from uh, Andrea Verone is an important one. It describes the use of PET in early uh, drug development. And uh, in my own experience, PET has been yeah, a useful tool to get some idea of distribution and target engagement, even in relation to drug exposure and, and early on in the, in the development of the drug, especially since preclinical PD models are very limited in neuroscience, but there's still the need to get some idea of the human efficacious dose. And that's always needed sooner than later. That's totally understandable. And uh, finally, Pete, what paper caught your eye? Well, you know, Elena, it's difficult to pick one, but maybe let me pick a theme that is covered by several papers, and which is, as I mentioned earlier, rare diseases. We are really proud that this neuro theme has various outstanding contributions you know, in, this, in this area. For example, a, a state-of-the-art review on gene therapy for rare neurological disorders. CPT is deeply committed to provide a platform for publication of patient-oriented drug developments and precision medicine approaches in rare diseases. And this is obviously illustrated very nicely by the paper mentioned earlier on family-driven development of treatments for rare pediatric neurological diseases. You know, I think the whole editorial team was very proud of that paper. Now, rare diseases is also part of the wider increased focus of the journal on diversity. 
Now, if diversity is defined as the inclusion of a range of many people that are different from each other, then it's obviously a core principle guiding best practices in clinical pharmacology and really the foundation for personalized medicine and precision dosing. And we are therefore also very proud that this themed issue contains several articles focusing on special populations such as pediatrics and, and pregnant women and their babies. Thanks, Pete. Um, there's a tutorial in this issue, Pharmacom Epi, a framework for integrating pharmacometric modeling into pharmacoepidemiological research using real-world data that seems to bridge the gap between this themed issue and the January 2022 themed issue on real-world evidence. Iris, can you tell me about that paper? Yes, sure. As the name implies, the Pharmacom Epi framework combines the disciplines pharmacoepidemiology and pharmacometrics. The pharmacometrics models are useful tools to describe time courses of drug exposure and also of drug effects, for example, adverse drug effects. The Pharmacom-Epi framework makes use of these pharmacometric models with the final goal to pharmacologically substantiate pharmacoepidemiological findings, for example, using predicted plasma concentrations. Piros, do you have anything to add? Yes, indeed. It is important that uh, this editorial also shows the really practical impacts of this framework because they use this framework in a proof-of-concept study that that investigated associations between death and the use of the known anti-epileptic drug Valproate in an elderly population with epilepsy. And this framework could associate certain concentrations of Valproate and the percentage of people who died with the outcome. So Pharmacoepi in this particular examples and in many more is able to provide pharmacological substantiation for death associated, for example, with a specific drug. Thank you both. So the perspectives and commentaries in the themed issue um, are always particularly interesting. And they often ask readers to commit to change within the field, a call to action, if you will. What actionable takeaways will readers find in this issue? Maybe I can say something, Elena, which struck me also and which was mentioned already by our chief editor. There is an important successes in developing causal treatments for diseases like spinal muscular atrophy to include gene therapy, these children, to change completely the course of the disease, demonstrate that the science, the neuroscience is ready and we should put more serious efforts now to make similar progress for other debilitating diseases like ALS and Huntington's with unmet medical needs and many more other rare neurological diseases where causal treatments like gene therapies and antisense, etc., are awaiting. Thank you. Uh, finally, just for fun, let's discuss the cover art. Uh, I know firsthand this is always a thoughtful and intentional process. What was the thinking behind the cover for this issue? So looking up at the sky is fascinating with many types of uh, weather. We've all lied in the grass looking at the clouds floating by or looking up at the sky on a dark night and continue to see new stars pop up. We've all been scared, but also fascinated by lightning. It's very dramatic when lightning strikes and the force of its power is humbling. So for me as a scientist, the brain has that kind of same mysterious and fascinating attraction of which we know a lot already, but there's also a lot to discover. And we need to be innovative to continue to unravel the mysteries of the brain. I love that explanation. Thanks, Pauline. Thank you all so much for your time. Uh, I know we're all very excited for this issue, and we hope readers enjoy reading it as much as we did putting it together. Pete, uh, before we go, what other themed issues and calls for papers can we expect from CPT in the coming months? 
Yeah, so this themed issue on neuro was our second theme for 2022. Um, in January, we published our first one on real-world evidence, and we have one more planned in September on transporters. And the deadline for submission is still open, but there's only a few weeks left. So if people want to submit for that themed issue, you really need to hurry up. Then we have recently launched our call for papers for the first themed issue for 2023, which will be on innovations in biosimilars, which will be led by David Strauss and colleagues from FDA. And at the annual meeting in March, we will also launch the call for the second themed issue next year on diversity. Then we have one more scheduled for September next year, and that will be around the theme of novel modalities. Excellent. And I will just add that we will put links to active calls for papers in the description of this episode. So if you are thinking about submitting, you can find more information there. Again, thank you all for coming on the podcast. It's been great having you. And thank you for listening to Clen Farm Pod. You can find a link to the full issue in the description of this episode. While you're here, be sure to check out past episodes and remember to visit ASCPT.org for updated podcast releases, our latest webinars, and the most recent issue of all three journals. 